Hey, welcome back to the Global Energy Podcast. I'm Jason Serafian here with Frank Seidel. Uh, glad to have you back for another episode. It's been a second since we recorded. We have been on the road out and about. And um, and also, we had some technical difficulties we worked with for what would have been our second episode. But here we are uh, doing it live. So, Frank, how are you today? I'm doing excellent, Jason. How are you? Uh, you know, not so bad. We're going to get a day without precipitation, I think, so it's pretty exciting for everybody. Although I don't know if some places in the country can say the same. However, um, some reports just came out, jumping right into it, as you've got there in front of you, um, about the top oil-producing counties in America. You want to hit me with some of those? What, yeah. what are our top five well, oil-producing counties let's in America? The, the states to begin with, and then we'll... Okay, that we'll sounds like down. a fantastic idea. So... Uh, and uh, I need to reference where this is coming from, but the top oil-producing states are, and this is uh, numbers effect, uh, reflect January 2009 production. Texas, 2009 or 19? 19. 19 there so you go. 2019. The top oil-producing states in a million barrels per month. Number one is Texas, about 150 million barrels. That sounds barrels. appropriate, yeah. Per month, the next one uh, is uh, North Dakota. Number two, is still North doing Dakota. it in the clutch. Pardon? Still doing it in the clutch. Forty-three million barrels a month. And then something that's probably not well known is that New Mexico is at number three, at uh, twenty-five point three million barrels per month, followed by Oklahoma. Who would have thought that New Mexico produces more than? Oklahoma? We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. And New Mexico is my home state, which many of you probably know, but um, we're proud of that, uh, 25.3, and we'll talk how that's possible. Uh, Oklahoma is 18 million barrels per month, Colorado 15.5. Um, Colorado put, uh, produces more per month than Alaska, if you can believe that, with the North Sea. Alaska, yeah. Colorado's 15.5. Alaska, number six, is 15.4. Cheaper to produce, man. California. Who would have thought California's a California's got a lot of legacy, a little shallow and thermal guys. And I thought they'd actually be higher on the list because of just what they do annually. Um, but, I mean, top, top 10 ain't bad. 14.2 yeah. million barrels per month. Wyoming, Dick Cheney State, 8.1 million barrels per month. Hmm. Louisiana, 3.7 million barrels, and Utah, 3.1. Does Louisiana indicate if that's all onshore, or does that include their Gulf stuff? They don't indicate, mm. no. Yeah, essentially, you know, jumping back to New Mexico, um, the Doug Conference was in Denver uh, a few weeks back, and um, some interesting talk about New Mexico and how they're moving forward. Yet in the news, you see things about, you know, the, the, the political tide is changing, Um in New Mexico. And, and also at Doug, it was interesting because they had Mark Truax, who's a political guy, you know, strategist and everything like that. And he's from Pac West. And he was talking about, you know, probably unbeknownst to a lot of folks and probably not in the favor of some folks, a lot of these states have tip- that have typically gone red, like Texas, are probably going to be going blue in the next four to five years. But you look at New Mexico and they're talking about, because unlike Colorado, the oil and gas production in New Mexico is like what thirty five percent of the GDP, right? Well, it's the, it's a healthy number. It's uh, it's a third of of all the revenue that goes into the general fund. Yeah, and is, is from, they want to just cut it in the throat. I won't say that. I, I they I think they they understand the importance of oil and gas. Um, 
revenues to the state. They understand that. They do have a, um, a Democratic-led uh, governor, and, uh, and they have a supermajority in the House. Yeah. So kind of like what we're facing in Colorado exactly. as well. Exactly. It, it parallels um, Colorado uh, almost. It's like a uh, just a, a couple people like off here and there. Fo- yeah. They're, they're follow-alongs, you know. But <laughs> uh, um, with Polis and his uh, crew, super, yeah, his super majority here. And so there's going to be in Colorado. So there is going to be um, more liberal leaning, leanings, um, but also at the same time, People have to pay for things, so I think they understand. That. Yeah, and I was asking you because I know you're de- deeply involved in the state of New Mexico. You're there quite a bit. Uh, you've got some connections over there. But you know, I was reading some things in the press that really sounded like they were going to start swinging pretty heavily the other way, and that's why I was wondering, like, where were they going to get the bulk of that? Let, let, let's say they reduced two thirds of production, hypothetical, pure hypothetical. You know, where's the bulk of that money come from? Have they given any indication like, oh, we're going to make up all the tax revenue from X. We're going to start, you know, legalizing hemp or something like that. No, and, and what we need to do is probably get a guest on our show uh, to to discuss that. But right now, they... they I think you might forming, know some people. They were forming a, a, a plan for, because the gov- uh, governor did uh, put forth that they... Uh, uh, have a plan for uh, being carbon neutral. Correct. Yeah. And uh, I, I forget what the date is that that's supposed to happen. But getting back to these counties, mm-hmm. now that we talked about the states, the number one producing county in the United States is McKenzie County in North Dakota, and it comes in at seventeen point three million barrels per. Wow. Month. So even above the Permian. Wow. Yeah. So that's just an individual county. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking counties. We're getting sure. into some granularity, and. Uh, you know anybody that's worked worked North North Dakota, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Frank is acting right now. Oh, yeah. Action. Anyone that's worked uh, North Dakota understands that McKenzie County is a very busy place, and that's where the sweet spots uh, as far as oil production uh, are and are being exploited. So, of the forty-two point three or forty-three million barrels per per month, about half of it. A little less than half comes from from one county, which is McKenzie. Wow. The number two, the number two county in number two, number two in the country is Lee County, New Mexico, at fourteen point six million barrels. Um, it's so it's wow. it's putting out more than the state of California. By I mean, itself. that's got to speak to the administration in New Mexico, right? Well, yeah, and I, you know, it's a pretty simple fact to swallow. Again. I've been in this industry for nearly 40 years, and the beauty of this industry is we haven't worried about politics too much. We just go out and do our thing and yeah. produce oil, and I'm just extremely proud and happy that we're producing American oil from American soil, and that... Uh, oh, that's catchy. I like it. Yeah, should well, drop I, a rap about I that. Invent it. No, it's, it's really old. So it used to be Amico, I think, used to say, Am, you know, Amico, American oil from American soil, and that's who I started my career with was with Amico Production Company in Lee County, New Mexico, Hobbs, New Mexico. So uh, with that said, uh, the number three county is Weld County, Colorado at 13.7. So we're three counties in and still no Texas mentioned yet. Correct. Isn't Interesting. That amazing? That's amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it shows the concentration in those particular th- top three states of where a lot of their production is. This was being distributed among a half dozen counties. So we get to our first... Uh, 
Texas County, which is Midland County, mm-hmm. at 12.5 million barrels per month. Uh, number five is uh, Beachy Point County in Alaska. Huh. 11, 11 million barrels per month. But Alaska still didn't even make the top five states. Interesting. Yeah. Top five, that's correct. It was number six. Yeah. So the majority of that oil comes of their oil, which was 15.4, comes from Beachy Point County in Alaska, which is, uh, I'm sure, that contains the North Slope. Yeah. Number six is another New Mexico county. It's uh, Eddy County, New Mexico, oh, yeah. 10, 10 million barrels. So New Mexico is you know producing nearly 25 million barrels of, of oil a day um, with two counties. The, yeah, the little hidden gem. Kind of leading the pack. With two counties, so 25, yeah. So the other county that would probably produce some is uh, San Juan up in the, mm-hmm. the north. Uh, and if you think west. about it, just if, if you step back and think about the efficiencies, because there's not a lot of rigs running in New Mexico. No, 100. There's about 100. Are there 100 now? Yeah. And, and, and the reason is that uh, uh, there's some underdeveloped um, areas and now they're being developed so um, number seven county is Kern County California mm-hmm. uh, 9.9 million barrels uh, per month and uh, I've worked in Kern County when I was with Amico and it's a it's a difficult place to work yeah there's a, you know there's a lot of regulation within California there's a lot of regulation from uh, trucking and the number of hours that people can work to uh, it's, air emissions. Yeah, everything's regulated. It's very, very, very difficult. But yet still they thrive. Look at their positioning. It is. You know? And that, that just tells you, that that's just a sign, in my opinion. Um, that, it can be done. And everyone's entitled to my opinion, by the way. But uh, <laughs> At least they're not having to pay for it here. True. <laughs> so the, the bottom line is that, the, you know, that we'll continue to flourish no matter what. Because, number one, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to make America uh, energy independent. And we, we realize that we're not going to be here forever. And we applaud all types of energy. as long, as long A good as energy we, mix, yeah. Yeah, and it's all about economics. I mean, we're a capitalist country, and um, we, we do have social responsibility. And we're, we understand that as an industry, and we're trying to bring that forward. Uh, some of the things that have happened to Weld County, Colorado, are uh, you know very um, good uh, rules, legislation that protects the public, that protects the environment. We we the, uh, the industry has been part of the development of those rules. In right. my career, I've I've been uh, on the development side of regulations uh, to improve efficiency, working with the state government. Right, and um, so we're not we're not bad people. We're just misunderstood, perhaps. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of volatility happening right now. Um, there was a passage of a, a bill in Colorado, and we'll, we'll spend a minute on Colorado because you know it is the, becoming the more heavily regulated state in the industry because of Senate Bill 181, which in short allows counties to set their with using state rules as a baseline, set their relationship with the oil and gas industry. 
And, you know, a lot of things are on pause. There's some counties, I think, that Adams and Boulder, well, Boulder's kind of a, a non-starter, but, but Adams has put another six-month moratorium on new permits. The Colorado Oil and Gas Commission hasn't greenlit a new permit um, in about 21 days since May 15th. So they're trying to figure out all the pieces. And, you know, a lot of people are freaked out, but at the same time, I think there's only a handful of companies which are totally um, exposed to this new 181 bill. The guys that are just drilling around your broomfields and boulders and everything like that are going to face repercussions. But folks that have a diverse mix as far as lease holdings, weld counties and things like that are going to fare a little better. And I think overall it'll be fine. At least now we know kind of the, you know, what the rules are on the table to some extent because you know where to spend the money, you know where to put your efforts um, other ones that were non-starters, kind of like we'll use Boulder County as an example, you just, you, that, that ship has sailed. And if you've got assets there, hey, drill up what you can if you're allowed, and then it's, it's time to move on. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And once the dust is settled on the new board members, you start looking at COGCC and COGA and all these things and how they move forward in this new era. But like you, like you mentioned with California, you know, they have survived. Um, you know, I spent some time in the industry out there um, in the 80s and, and the 90s. And, you know, they were just starting to kind of do what we're doing now back then. So they've survived. They're still, if you look at the numbers you went through uh, for counties and for states, I mean, they're still they're still making it happen on the down low, quietly, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're abiding by all the rules. And, you know, I would say the ecosphere of the industry is not as bad there and not as broad there. It's, um, there's a handful of operators, if that, and then you've got affiliated service companies and they're just kind of making it happen. But it, it, it's interesting, interesting expose on efficiency, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, again, it's, it's all about, uh, people's perception, um, are their opinions. So, oh, tr- yeah, but there are facts, there are facts that are out there. Um, Recently, here uh, a couple days ago, uh, from the Associated Press, there was an article about Aurora OK's oil and gas project on a 6-4 vote. So there are projects mm-hmm. that are being approved. The Aurora City Council, uh, they gave ConocoPhillips approval to drill oil and gas wells under Colorado's new law governing such projects. So there are projects that are being uh, approved under the new Yeah. There's there's some interesting stuff happening. It's um, and I think the industry is up for the challenge of of, of being a good uh, uh, citizen, uh, being 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 a good member of society, and to uh, um, you know do our part to be the uh, transition energy until our brothers in solar wind. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, like like we've probably stated before, you know, you've um, you've uh, gonna take your meds? No, that's fine. Is that your banker calling? It's your uh, banker. no, it's your banker. He's calling, telling me he's shift all the money over to me, so banker, I can afford to keep doing this podcast. If it's your banker, you need to take the call. Just yeah, Switzerland's on a whole different time. It's fine. Um. <laughs> No, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, we're, we're going to need an energy mix forever. Uh, that's the way it goes. And, and quite frankly, as it goes right now, you can't have wind and solar and all these goodies without the oil and gas industry. So we've all just got to, you know, uh, who said it best? Can't we all just get along? Was that Rodney King? I think uh, we'll invoke old Rodney here. You know, 
we need to figure this out together. And if you look at the the big majors, your Exxon, Chevrons, they know that, and that's why in the BPs they've been developing alternatives and then the synergy of alternatives for a number of years now. And that's that's the smart play, you know. And whether you're looking at it from a moral perspective or a regulatory political perspective, it's the future. So we just need to figure out how to work with it. I drove a really sweet Italian electric car the other day, by the way. Well, what was that? It's uh, it's called Electromechanica, something like that. And it's called the Solo. And it's a one-seater car with two doors. And it's got three wheels. So two in the front, one in the back. It's got like, a little baby trunk. And you can probably fit like a you know, 75-pound dog in, and that's about it. Um, but it is crazy because while the braking is kind of shoddy and needs to be worked on, the acceleration is pretty quick. And you don't want to get hit by a Hummer. But it's, uh, it's a cool little thing to zip around. Like if we had... You know, Europe could get away with it, right? Um, but uh, a, a buddy of mine has a company, and so these are his promo cars. He's got three of the first 50 in America. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll drag up a picture. These folks can't see it, but I'll show you. And and that's the thing. I mean, when you when you know I visited uh, Florence and a lot of other really cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of uh, what he's showing is a three-wheeled uh, mini vehicle, and uh, again, you don't want to be run over in it. But uh, if you're just going from within, you know, 50 kilometers of where you live, yeah, uh, it's you know, it's awesome, and then it's easy to park on those. Super easy, or even if you took a, a, a downtown core, like a central business district, and you only had vehicles like that. I mean, who's dropping off outside of delivery trucks? I don't know. It's an interesting thought, but um, I think that's it for this episode. We will come back at you with some more global energy insights on the next Global Energy Podcast. And uh, until then, take care of yourselves. Thank you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in. Bye now.